0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Got, like, just to let everybody know, we have a, a text chain in this show, and everyone on the show, everyone behind the scenes, I'm like, everyone is on this text chain. I mean, if I walk away from my phone for a half an hour, 66 new messages, right? <laughs> but one thing... That our producer Evan sent out key last night that my eyes got wide was Vin Scully before the game, who's I think the greatest play-by-play guy ever. He can he could hold it down by himself for nine innings and be entertaining, timing perfect, informative, the whole thing. Said before this game, Key, the biggest game in the history of the Giants-Dodgers rivalry. Now, he's the Dodgers guy. He didn't know – this before you know who's going to win, the biggest game in the history of the rivalry. He might have been
1: right. Lived up to it. Maybe. He might have been right. Key, are you happy this morning? I think he was right. Not a might have been. I mean, you got two teams that was 107, 109 wins between – I mean, each team had 109 Mm -hmm. or so on the season. Um Including the playoffs, and what I mean, it's got to be up there with the best of them. And he knows, he knows better than we do 100 percent, and
2: 60 then, times I mean, over for it to turn out that way. I mean, Mookie Betts is <laughs> yes. phenomenal. Logan Webb pitched the hell of a game. Max Scherzer coming in at the end to close it out, the controversial check swing uh, which ain't no controversy it was come on man yeah come on uh, man by the way
0: it wasn't controversial because he didn't go around
2: exactly thank you max (laughs) he didn't even come close to it but still look I I give all the credit to the Dodgers and and key Cody Bellinger uh, just the 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 year that he's had considering the way he's came through in the playoffs man it it was impressive
1: it was certainly impressive as I watched everything (laughs) including the celebration in the end so that's what I would say. Very happy guy. Very happy guy. But it that didn't have to
3: be controversial. Like, why is this not reviewable? Thank like, you. Like, why do we I review agree. whether or not the guy stepped on second base in the middle of the third inning, but we can't challenge or review a check swing in the ninth inning when the guy, Wilmer Flores, clearly didn't go around? Like, that's my biggest issue with this. Why is this not Reviewable. Why do we still do this song and dance in sports where some things are reviewable, but sometimes the most important play of the game is not?
1: Well, why don't you get on the rules committee then? Yeah. That'll fix everything. Just get on the rules committee. Major League Baseball, I'm
3: available for hire for your rules committee. Because clearly,
1: Major League Baseball. Maybe I should go be an umpire. They need you, Evan. They feel they got it right, and I accept it. You if know, I made as many a, mistakes
3: a, here as, as uh, on, a, on a baseball field as an umpire, I'd be the best umpire in the game. I make a lot of mistakes uh, here, but I'd still be the best settle umpire. Settle down.
0: Settle down. Evan. There's, there, listen, there is there's uh, Don Larson pitched a perfect game in the World Series in the 1950s, the Yankees pitcher. And the last thro- pitch of the game was clearly not a strike, but it was close enough. Dude should have swung. Ref punched him out, uh, ump punched him out, right? So, that, so to com- complete the perfect game. I believe, but it was so if memory serves, the umpire went back and cried about it, like he knew he'd. But but there was a larger issue with something like that on the line. You can't take the pitch with sometimes in a circumstance like this. Even if he didn't go around, it was close enough. I I agree, he didn't go around. I agree about you
2: replay. Why enough? can't you
1: use replay there? Well, look, key, no, I wasn't. he he didn't. He didn't go around as he soon didn't. as it happened. I was like, oh. Well, the first okay.
2: base ump just sat there and was like, he said it with conviction. Yeah. I'm like, well, wow, you're saying it with well, conviction? Well, how's he supposed to say it? Like, ah, uh, maybe he
1: went. Well, to... we, but, you know, in the end, we take it and <laughs> yeah, right. we are happy move about on. it. K- K- who move cares on. about Manager, end of game results. And our, and our skipper yeah. did an amazing job with the old switcheroo, switching out the pitchers at the beginning.
2: Bullpen just, was impressive. You know? Yeah, like exactly going with an opener. Doing. Going with an opener is a
0: big thing, and that's dictated usually by the front office, right? The, mm-hmm. You know, like you, you have your, your Andrew Friedman, whoever, going, all right, we're going with an opener, meaning essentially like a relief pitcher but to start by, the game.
1: this wasn't dictated by Andrew Friedman. This was dictated by the skipper. He made this decision. By
0: Dave Roberts, huh? Yes, that is so, correct. So, early, too.
1: Not, so, not right before the game. When <laughs> like, I was, really early.
0: When I was a kid, if you ch- – a check swing – and am I remembering this wrong, or it seemed to me that you had to break your wrists for them to call it a swing, right? And then I don't know how long ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it started to be if the barrel of the bat crossed the front of the plate then they called it a strike, even if you held your wrists. And now, like last night, it's like if the barrel of the bat meets the back of the plate, they're going to call it a strike. Am I crazy or didn't you – Key, when you were a kid, didn't it seem like you had to break your wrists for the ump to call it, uh, to call it a strike? Like if you held your wrists without breaking them, they usually gave
1: you the
4: check swing. Well, the
1: bat, the bat needs to go in front of the body. That's basically right. what happens. If the bat goes in front of the body, that's, that's when you're going to get the call. Otherwise – i mean look they different angles show different things with people's eyes depending on where their where their viewpoint is and so last night i mean who's to say that he didn't see something different right i mean that's that's at the end and then when you talk about last night just in general as a whole as i sat and watched the Dodgers i kind of had my eye on the eagles as well eagles in the bucks game because that was another one so I, my eyes was in two different places. That was such a phenomenal football game last night. I had to pay attention to that over here, pay attention to the Dodgers over there. So I'm happy on both sides. I win the Bucks game, and I win the Dodger game.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. Time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. As you heard Keyshawn Johnson just tell you, there was also an NFL game last night in the Bucks. Are now five and one after a road win over the Eagles. Tom Brady threw for two touchdowns, and here he is after the game.
2: A good win, you know. It's tough to win on the road, and um, obviously we didn't play our best, so we got to uh, get back to work. We got a you know good little break here. Use it and then uh, get back to work. See if we can get better. That's
0: Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So here's the question: Bucks are five and one. Do you feel they're a real 5-1 and one team, Key?
1: Absolutely. They're 5-1. <laughs> they, they are 5-1, they are and and got a bunch of injuries. Those guys will be coming back at some point in time as they trickle in. Philadelphia is a tough place to play. I think you look at Philadelphia and the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and you just automatically assume they're not a very good football team. They're a good football team. They're a young football team. They're, they're a young football team starting with the head coach. And again, Philadelphia is a tough place to play, and so the Eagles took them all the way down to the wire. The, okay, so here's what I would say: You didn't say that last week. You didn't ask me that question last week. Are the Bucs a legit four and one team when they just shellacked Miami, that had a pretty good defense? You know, and so now they play the Eagles. And uh, are they legit? Are they real? Yeah. Yeah, they Jay, absolutely are.
0: Jay, I agree, I agree with that. Like, And here's my, here's my take from that. When they when you, they play a bad team, they beat the brakes off that team. Mm-hmm. Then they also are capable of beating good teams. So what? You'll lose to the Rams. A lot of teams are going to lose to the Rams this year.
2: All right, so you beat the Cowboys, lose to the Rams. You win the game against the Patriots, the game after the Rams. A homecoming for Tom Brady. Look, does this defense have questions in the secondary? Richard Sherman going out again last night. Of course. But up front, they apply pressure. I think the Ram. I think the Bucks are going to be fine. When they get healthy, they'll be even better. My issue, though, is with Nick Sirianni. Like as a rookie head coach, I sat there in the first half last night and I said, "What the hell are you doing? You you are dropping back and throwing the ball a ton with Jalen Hurts." And we talked about this multiple times on this show. Miles Sanders in the first half had one carry. And one target. Why do they? Why do they? I don't understand it. it. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense, Matt. He's their best player on offense. They don't use him. And I just want to see Nick Sirianni have some growth. As a head coach, because in the second half, when he got the ball, the offense was a lot more fluid key, very similar to the way it looked versus the Panthers, very similar to the way it looked versus the Falcons. And when they become a one dimensional team, it, it seems like, man, everybody knows what the hell you're going to do offensively when you just drop back and you're having Jalen Hurts just trying to make something out of nothing.
1: Well, because Jalen Hurts is, is their best player. He's their best player. And on top of that, the interception, for instance, that wasn't, that wasn't on Jalen Hurts. That's on the receiver the receiver misjudged the football and jumped when he should have just ran underneath the football. So that wasn't on Jalen Hurts at all, and people don't really understand that sometimes. Like If the receiver just keeps running, he either catches it or not catch it, but he allowed Dean to chase him down and run in front of him. That's just a lack of youth and continuity together. And when they go back and look at the film this morning, they will point that out to him if they're any good at coaching.
2: And on top of that, Max, don't get me started on these damn taunting calls. I cannot stand it. It happened in the fourth quarter with about five minutes left to go. First down, Leonard Fournette. There's a taunting call on the Eagles. 15-yard penalty. Like, I I can't stand these things. Yeah,
0: that's Sirianni. A couple weeks ago, as I mentioned it yesterday. Get off my line. Yes, on that old man key. A couple weeks ago, zero plays with motion at the snap for the Eagles. It was a couple games ago. And you bring up Miles Sanders, and Key talks about Jalen Hurts, but like you are, you know, is Sirianni putting Jalen Hurts in the best position to succeed at this point in the season? Is the question we are asking at Key J and Max on Twitter? Which NFL team needs a win the most in Week Six? Be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr Pepper Twitter feed or call in line eight 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 say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six ESPN Nation presented by Dr Pepper. College football is back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right, so the Bucks are 5-1 and one after last night, but there's still only one unbeaten team left, and they have a huge road test this weekend. So why is everybody talking about their opponent? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
2: You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast
0: featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct
1: at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. Cliff Kingsbury decided in the offseason, we need to run the ball better. Now this offense is a little more portable. It can travel anywhere. I think it's a real concern for the Cleveland Browns in delivering the football to the right guy. The right guy is OBJ. Keyshawn,
0: J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, so... um, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, by the way, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776, which NFL team needs a win most in week six? Browns got a big game, and they could use a win. I would say they could use I don't know <laughs> if they need it. They could definitely
2: use it. I feel like Baker needs it, in OBJ.
0: and OBJ, that chemistry, needed.
1: They absolutely need it.
0: They, I mean it's still early, but Baltimore is looking nah, good
1: they're not the type of team that could keep piling up losses and mm-hmm. bounce back from it
0: well they gotta i mean it's a big listen they're playing the only undefeated team in the league uh they're playing your favorite offense the air raid system uh <laughs> key and as you always say that's unstoppable especially when they don't run the ball right so it's a it's a big test but the Browns do run the ball real well i mean it's 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 a, that's a great game um we, you just heard about Odell Beckham. Here is Odell yesterday. Let me see if you think he wants the damn ball. Let's hear. I can't sit there and lie like I don't want the ball. Like, like
1: I tell you, every time I get up here, I'm, they don't pay James Harden for defense. You know what I mean? He's a shooter. Like I, I feel like I'm a shooter. You know, I know that I bring a lot of attention um, to defenses on the other end, and other people are going to be open and. Uh, you know, you just got to live with that. The ultimate goal is to win the championship, and I feel like I'm in a great situation to do that.
0: That's, what do you hear there, he Key? He's
1: a great situation to do it, mm. but they got to get him the football. It's the bottom line. Um, they're not going to be successful if they don't get him the ball. And you cannot go and you cannot have Odell Beckham in a game and only get three targets. Just that that doesn't work. I was at the Charger game. They've got to figure out how to utilize. This man. This man is terrific. He's healthy. He's done everything to get back on track. He's a baller, you know, and he I'm gonna fight the battle for him. He doesn't need to fight it to have people take shots at him. I'll do it for him. They gotta get him the damn ball. They gotta make him a part of their offense. And if you don't make him a part of the offense, we'll be talking about something different next week. Mark my words. Yeah, you gotta If you gotta they move don't get him the ball, we'll be talking about something different next week, Jay. Yeah,
0: you got to move him. Either you – and by the way, if you don't get him the ball, then everyone else should be open. Then you should be moving the ball up and down the field like crazy. Or you should get him the ball,
2: or you should trade him if if the quarterback doesn't have any chemistry with him, Jay. That's why this week is a really big week, just like Key just said, because if I don't get the damn ball this week or if I'm not targeted, then there are going to be conversations that are going to be coming more apparent that this is not where I need to be. And that November 2nd trade deadline, Key, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start pushing for that. I, I have a stat for you, kid. I want—I just want you to react to, okay? Because he two receptions, twenty yards in the game versus the Chargers. Okay, Beckham's twenty receiving yards marked the seventh time that he and Baker Mayfield have been in the twenties in their twenty-six games together. Once every three and a half games. For comparison's sake, Beckham was in the twenties only three times in his fifty-nine games in New York with an old quarterback and no O line.
1: Fifty-nine yeah. games, only three times. Well, the problem, one one of the problems with Baker Mayfield in OBJ now, not a year ago or any, I'm talking about like right now, is there's so many people out there that don't understand or know football that are on these platforms talking. And, and Baker Mayfield is paying attention to that. They, he, in his mind, he's thinking, I'm locking on to OBJ so much. Because everybody's saying that when that is not really the case. And so what he wants to try and prove to people is I can be a top-notch quarterback without utilizing my main target. And so rather than look at number 13 and force 13 the ball, he's getting off of him without the plays fully developing. So I, I was able to take note of that and watching that by being at the Charger game. And then having a private conversation with an individual or two post-charger game. And these are the same things that they've kind of already told Baker Mayfield. You're getting off of him too early. You're getting off of him too early. Stay with it. But he's out there listening to people, and I know how it sounds, and he shouldn't be doing that. He should just not worry about that. Don't channel that noise. Block it out, and he will become a fabulous quarterback. But when you have a number one wide receiver – and you decide, okay, I'm going to scan the field, but when I get to his side, I'm going to look over him and try and throw the ball to somebody else to have success. Therefore, you will not have success. Therefore, you will not get the money Mm -hmm. that you're looking for. Therefore, it will be another quarterback in that position if you don't decide to start utilizing this individual. The plays are being called for OBJ to be in the progression. Baker Mayfield is taking him out of the progression because of that.
2: Hmm. So Kevin Stefanski said the other day, the head coach for the Cleveland Browns, that sometimes the defense dictates the ball go elsewhere. And I'm sitting there saying. Absolutely. I hear that. That sounds reasonable, but I, I don't see that. No, but game I, after I don't see game, see the I targets I, are I, that I low. I don't see that when I watch Arizona and I see yeah. how they play. I don't see that when I watch Stefan Diggs, right? It's Stefan Diggs. And when I watch, you know, the way Josh Allen plays, 100%. like I, I see the best players getting the ball in the biggest moments. And here's the bottom line. And I don't see that in
0: Cleveland. Here's the bottom line. When you look at raw talent, I think Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback, right? And you can probably win a Super Bowl with him. But he's not Josh Allen. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson. Maybe not Joe Burrow. Let's see. He's in a conference with so many outstanding, young, and ascending quarterbacks. You know who has enough dynamism, who's dynamic enough in his game to elevate Baker? It's Odell. Otherwise, you're a little one-dimensional. If you use your most dynamic weapon at receiver properly,
2: now maybe that levels the playing field. You mean like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? Yes! All oh, that's such Jamar a good Chase's example. Jamar Chase's first year in that's the league, chem- they have key. better chemistry than Baker Mayfield and OBJ? Key, that's that
0: chemistry. I, I see a chemistry issue with these two guys. Jamar
1: Chase has
0: chemistry
1: it, or vice versa with Burrow. It's not a chemistry issue. That's not the that's not the issue. The issue is, I just said it, Baker Mayfield is paying attention to the noise outside the building. And so, therefore, he's trying to prove a point that he's just going to be a quarterback. I hear that you. It, 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 when you listen to him in his press conference, you know, after games, he's talking about, oh, I'm just going through my progressions, I'm doing this. That's a deflection. When you are the number one target on a team, which OBJ is, he is the first progression in almost every single pass play that the Cleveland Browns are putting in. But when you don't look at him because you just don't want to, and you decide that you want to throw the ball down the field to other people late in game. So let's be clear here. We're not talking about, we're not talking about Baker Mayfield being a bad quarterback, because Baker Mayfield is a really good quarterback. The last several minutes of the game is where Baker Mayfield struggles because he does not utilize the weapon in number 13. Let me tell you, let me bring you inside of a, a coaching room in a coaching office. They're going to tell a quarterback, hey, number 19, no matter what it is, you got to get him the football.
0: Yeah, I, I don't hear, care. Uh, no, I you hear gotta you. You got to get him the ball. I hear you, but it's not like that. Happened over time. They never had chemistry from day. I don't think these two ideas are mutually exclusive. They can both be true. The Browns need Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield okay, to get in the zone. Okay, you must been
1: talking to Jay recently.
0: <laughs> get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Why is that? Get two things the- can both, <laughs> two things can be true at the same That's time. That's true. Get in the zone, AutoZone. All right. Uh, then there's another geez. quarterback in the AFC A frog <laughs> already, who seems to have zero issues with issues this season, and one expert says that makes him another quarterback in the NFC North, the AFC North, the best quarterback in the NFL period right now. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, the ESPN app.
3: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max
3: Podcast. Is Patrick Mahomes still the best quarterback in the NFL?
0: Absolutely he is. I mean, you, you understand, when you have a defense that's given up a historically bad seven yards per play, I mean, that's just that's crazy. I mean, that, that's yeah. just crazy bad. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, wherever you get your podcasts, the app, anywhere there's communication in the universe, you'll find this show. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, As you heard in the Sports Center, Tom Brady threw for two more touchdowns, but Tom Brady is no longer the best quarterback in the league. And neither, apparently, is Patrick Mahomes. Yesterday... On Get Up, the excellent Bart Scott ranked his top five quarterbacks. Here was his list.
4: Mahomes came into a perfect situation. He came
0: to to a team that was ready to win now. So he doesn't know what adversity feels like where you know Josh Allen has had the pain and agony of defeat. Lamar Jackson has. So this is commonplace for them. And like Lamar, Lamar has been there, right? He's been scrutinized. He's been doubted. You know, this is new for Patrick Mahomes and now he's gonna have to learn how to evolve And, and now the rest of the pack is catching up and it's a little bit more difficult. And this team is starting to age a little bit and their window is still open, but I think it's got starting to close as other teams are getting younger, faster, and better. All right. So
1: lies, um, lies, 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 lies. We're Thank gonna you.
0: L- listen to the list now, Key, and then we'll react, okay? At number five, Bart Scott has Dak Prescott. At number four, Aaron Rodgers. Three, Josh Allen, two, Tom Brady, and one, Lamar Jackson. Where are you with all this, Key?
1: I mean, I don't I don't I mean, I'm not going to pick his list apart based on one through five or five through one. I mean, all those quarterbacks are interchangeable for the most part, but look, man, Patrick Mahomes is not on the list. I don't think any quarterback list that's out there is legit if Patrick Mahomes is not on it. I mean, that's just – it's the reality of it. Bart, I get what he's (laughs) trying to say, but that's not the case. Patrick Mahomes – The league is not catching up to him. They're not getting older and all of those sort of things. What Patrick Mahomes has been doing is pressing, pushing the football down the field unnecessarily and not taking the easy money because of the defense. He feels like he needs to do a little bit more, and that happens sometimes to great players when he doesn't need to. He should be taking easy money and not trying to go for the home run all the time, and I think they'll get that corrected this week. Facts. Thank you, Key. Thank you.
2: Like overcompensating. Overcompensating for the second worst defense in the league with yards allowed per game. Dead last in points allowed per game, 32.6. That's what he's compensating for, their defense and the points they give up per game. He leads the league in touchdowns, man. He leads the league in touchdowns. And then people say, well, he already has six turnovers in the first five games. He had that only an entire season last year. Well, man, two of the balls were tipped. One of the balls, if I'm like, so let's put that into perspective. There's not a huge drop off. Like, I I just, when we get into this thing, and I love Bart. Bart's my boy. Bart also was having beef with Marquise Hollywood Brown yesterday. I don't know if y'all saw it about top receivers. He goes at people, and I get it. But to say that Patrick Mahomes... The rest of the league has caught up well, to let, him. let me tell you why no, I that's think— not, that's not right. That's not right you, at all.
0: Let me tell you why I think it is right, but for different reasons. It's not that defenses have figured Patrick Mahomes out, or he's, it's not even that he's not playing exceptionally well. It's that it used to be, I thought, Mahomes and Rodgers were in their own cl- category, right? And then you could—but they were almost like a—not just a, an issue of degree, it's an, ish, an issue of kind. They were a different kind of quarterback, Holmes and Rogers. And then you could list guys after them and kind of in the next category. But in the AFC, just let's take the AFC. Lamar has gotten better. Justin Herbert has improbably gotten better because like I know, well, he was a rookie, but he was so good on, against pressure last year. And and Justin Herbert is just fantastic. Um, obviously, Josh Allen has taken yet another step. So when when he says catching up, guys, the way I hear it or the way I see it, is the gap between Mahomes and the other quarterbacks in the AFC has shrunk. But not that is it, Mahomes but,
2: is any worse. But why does he have Mahomes now on his list? Well, if you're talking I, about I, that gap has shrunk, but okay. Bart
0: has his own reasons for having his list. I don't know. I'm just saying, Key J, I, I do see a league catching up. Not defenses, other quarterbacks narrowing the gap, closing the gap That's between them argument. and him. That's a it's different not, argument. It's
1: not, one, it's not one person out there. That would take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes,
0: and I am not one of them either. No, it's
1: not, nope, it's not one person out there. No, nope. that would do that. Nope. Would you
0: take Justin Herbert? No. Um, no. Lamar Jackson.
1: Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes?
0: I would not. But I'm, what I'm saying, key depending is depending
1: on depending on what it is that I'm trying to do from an offensive
0: mm-hmm, right standpoint. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, before this year, if you ask me any quarterback, I'm like Mahomes. Ask me a question. Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. But now you're, you're, I got to stop and
2: think for a but second. But you're still saying Mahomes, though. I, I At the end of the day, I you're am. still yes. saying Mahomes. Oh,
0: Mahomes is my number one guy. And you know who my number two guy is? Still Aaron Rodgers. And it's close between those two. But when I look at Lamar, even Kyler this year, Josh there's
1: four, Allen. There's four Herbert. quarterbacks. There's four quarterbacks <laughs> in a certain category. And, and then everybody else is whatever. But there's Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, and Tom Brady. Or in or in a little sidebar mm-hmm. on their own. And so you put Dak there now. The other, excuse me. You put he's Dak always, there now. He's always been there for me. He just needed to continue to stay healthy and continue to play. He did. He's he's been in that. He's been in that box. The thing is, he just doesn't have a championship yet. But as far as quarterbacking, oh man, he's he, he's right there with those dudes. 100% with him. That's why the Dallas Cowboys paid him the amount of money that they paid him, and that's why he's doing what he's doing this year. What about Lamar Jackson? Because Bart
0: had him number one, different, and Lamar is the MVP different. to me so far.
1: He's just a di- you, he, Lamar's in a different – it's like Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is not a receiver. Mm-hmm. He's in a different box. He got his own box with all the flowers and everything and yep. his own meal. You know what I'm saying? He is not in business class. He sits in first class all by himself while everybody else is in business class at the position. I get it. Doesn't mean that they don't get to lay down. Doesn't mean they don't get the same meal served to him. It just means that he's in a different class.
2: But We we mostly talk about when you think about, you know, you and I have said this before. When African-American quarterbacks come into the league, it's like, oh, they're – they're a dual threat quarterback, right? Like we're going to utilize them in this system. And we try to refute that argument all the time. And I've also heard you say, hey, at the end of the day, when the stats give you wins and it just looks different, it doesn't mean it's different. It just looks different. So for us to then say he's in a category all by himself, why do we do that? Why wouldn't we put him in the category of great quarterbacks and just have him in that list that you just said?
1: Here's why I put Lamar in a separate category by himself. Because those other quarterbacks cannot do what he does, but he can do what they do. Does that make sense to you? Okay. So right. that's what like Aaron Rodgers can't do what Lamar could do, but Lamar could throw the football for touchdowns and Lamar could do some other things for touchdown. Aaron Rodgers can't rush for 120 yards and two touchdowns. That he just that's not his skill set. I so hear he you. So he goes over there by himself. Right? It's almost like Steph Curry in basketball outlier. for you, Jay. Yeah. It's, it's just an outlier. It's people just, like, oh, is he a point guard? Is he shooting a shooting guard? like, he's just Steph Curry. If you had to weigh them. It's a lot of people in the NBA that can shoot threes. But it's not a lot of people in the NBA that can shoot threes the way he shoots
0: them. But the, okay. if you had to weigh their value, and Key, even if it's, I understand your issue is, but it's a whole different kind of setup you have to have. They're not interchangeable, Lamar, with the other guys, right? I get it. But in the end, if you had to weigh their value in terms of leading to wins or losses. If you
1: took and you put Lamar in Green Bay's offense, Mm -hmm. he still is going to do some stuff in the passing game. But if you took Aaron Rodgers and you dropped him in the Baltimore system and scheme and asked him to do – what Lamar does, he's not going to be able to do those things. I get
0: it. but when Only
1: in the passing portion. But on the design runs and all the different things that makes Baltimore's offense go, those other quarterbacks just can't do.
0: All right. It's just a different way of looking at it and, and, and measuring value. And I, I think, he, you don't want to say, here's one, two, three, four, five. It's just not the way you think about it. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't well, look
1: at it from that perspective because I'll say it again, as i said many times on this show and other shows. There's four guys, right, and then there's the other group that I like and stuff like that, and then you say, well, if you're picking at eight and you're picking in that second group, the quarterbacks, and some of those guys come off the board because you're sitting at eight and then you want to trade down to 11 and then you you still are, got quarterbacks on the board, would you be happy with? Yes, I would be happy yeah, with yeah. that quarterback, or Damn, I would well, be happy with that quarterback. I'm not going to move up to get a guy because they're all the same to me.
2: well, I would tell you, I, I'm, I, at first I didn't know where you were going with it, but now I'm starting to agree on the whole Stephen Curry example and analogy because a lot of times you're like, oh, it's, how would you rank Steph as a point guard? I'm like, well, he's not really a point guard. Yeah, how would you rank Steph as different. a shooting guard? He's not really – He's kind of this in-between, this different anomaly.
0: But you still have to vote on MVP. He's got to be somewhere. Uh, I found this really interesting, guys. Here is Kimberly Martin on a fantastic new show called This Just In. I don't know if you heard about it. 2 p.m. (laughs) Eastern on ESPN. Very handsome host. Um, This is her on Lamar Jackson so far this season.
4: When I think about it now, I laugh that there were people in the NFL that thought this might be the year that we figure out Lamar Jackson, (laughs) because here's what we're seeing. Maybe this is the year Lamar Jackson is figuring out what defenses are trying to do to him, because this kid leads the NFL in yards per completion, and he's second in rushing average. Lamar Jackson, a guy that at every turn has defied every sort of Critic critique that you can think of, and it's a great story because this organization—you see what happens when an organization goes all in on the QB and build around him and trust him to win games.
0: Ooh, that's—I wish I would have said that. That's how good that point is. <laughs> like, damn, I love yeah, he's
1: that. He, He's—I mean, dude is ridiculous. He, what would you go say? I mean, when was the last—when was the last time you've been to a high? One of y'all been to a high school football game or a pop born game? That's what it's like watching him play. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's better than everybody that's on the field, yeah. period. And it doesn't look pretty to people that like a certain quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm. Kyler's doing the same thing, by the way. Well, like like real well, fast quarterbacks who can also throw dimes. Uh, well, let's bring saying, in our – what's that? I
1: was going to say,
2: just you're in store for a treat this weekend at 1 o'clock because you talk about Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert playing.
0: Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. i put put Herbert is. Uh, He has tough to beat. Let's bring our guy David Kaplan in on this. Cap, you watch a lot of football. We don't have to talk to you just about the Bears. We will, of course, but do you think Lamar is the best quarterback in the NFL at this moment?
4: Good morning. Great to be with all of you guys. Uh, Is he the best in the NFL at this moment? I mean, he's playing at an elite superstar level. He's got an MVP trophy on his mantle, but Do I think in a playoff game I would bet on Lamar Jackson if the defense is able to pursue and contain him, I don't think you stop him, versus Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert? No, I would not. Mm -hmm. I still need to see this dude pick you apart from the pocket if that's what the defense forces him to do. I'm not convinced he can do that. In a playoff game where it's the chips are on the table, I'm not sure.
1: Well, he hasn't had that opportunity yet, right? I mean, he's just starting to evolve at the level where he's picking you apart from the pocket. I don't, it, 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 the, where do you think he gets most of his yards from when he's throwing from the pocket? There's this there's this narrative that he's throwing on the run because he's scrambling around. No. He's throwing from the pocket. That is what's so amazing about it is people are looking at it as, as as if he's not throwing from the pocket, which is not true at all. Did you watch the Indianapolis game? I mean, like, I he was did. in the pocket throwing. He wasn't on the perimeter.
4: And I don't disagree, Key, with what you're saying. I'm talking about when you're playing in a playoff. You know, I heard you guys, a playoff game moves just a couple clicks faster. A- absolutely I, does. Well, I, I want to see against an elite opponent he's playing in Kansas City or in L.A. against Justin yeah. Herbert in that mm-hmm. nasty Charger defense. Yeah. I want to see him stand back there, go through his progression, and go, wow, that was a dime. I wanna, that, yeah. I, I'm want. not saying he can't. I just want to see it. every year. You know, and gets that's, better fair, in that and situation, that's fair,
1: you know? Cap. There's no question about it, right? That's so fair that he – would do it, like if he shows you that, just like every quarterback, we wanted to see for years, can Peyton Manning get out of the first round to beat the New England Patriots? And then eventually it happened and we are like, okay, well this dude's going to be ridiculous. And this is how it is for all quarterbacks that have not won playoff games, but conti- consistently have made the playoffs. But let's talk about the Chicago Bears at this point. Uh, is there a belief in Chicago that Justin Fields at some point could be in this top echelon quarterback, not the Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott sort of conversation, Tom Brady, but that next little tier.
4: Key, they thought Mitchell Trubisky could get there when he had six touchdowns against an awful Tampa team. This this city is so starved for a quarterback that the last guy that we go, yeah, he was a franchise quarterback. With Sid Luckman 71 years ago, so yes, this city believes it. Now, do I believe it? Having watched the Bears for as many years in the NFL as I have, I do. There's something about this guy that he's got. He's got that it factor. You just know, as an athlete, whoa, well, that guy's got it. And when he goes to the podium and this quarterback star city, the media says. Are you aware what you're getting into? Like, this franchise sucks at developing quarterbacks. And Justin just looked out and said, I played at Georgia. I played at Ohio State. I was meant to be here. I'm born for this, and I'm built for this market and this pressure. Yes. And I believe him. I truly believe that's the guy.
2: Stoked to watch Murderer's Row coming up here for the Bears, right? You look at their next four or five opponents, it's going to be pretty challenging But I think that's when there's opportunity for a guy like Justin Fields to shine. His first start against Aaron Rodgers and company, what do you expect to see out of him and the Bears this upcoming weekend?
4: Well, I think that they need to run the football because I think Green Bay struggles stopping the run. Now, you just lost Damian Williams to the COVID list, and you have David Montgomery on the IR list with a knee injury. So, I mean, you're going pretty deep down that list. You're taking guys off the practice squad. Can they run the ball against Green Bay? I still think Khalil Herbert and those guys can. I think taking the play sheet away from Matt Nagy was one of the great decisions that organization has made and then committing to Justin Fields, period. Kid, it's your time. Now, they are going to have to get pressure with four guys on Aaron Rodgers because that dude will pick you apart. Now, is Akeem Hicks going to play? They have it set. If it's Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman and Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack on Sunday, I'm not saying they will win. I'm saying they can win. They can win this game, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. especially with Justin Fields at quarterback.
2: Cap, we only got about a minute left, but I want to ask you about the White Sox. They're bringing back Tony La Russa next season. Why? Uh
4: Because he's a really good manager, and... I'm telling you, his players adore playing for him. Yesterday, both Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson told the media, that's our guy. We want that dude back. We loved playing for him. Didn't know what it was going to be like. Love playing for Tony La Russa. I'm telling you, that room is more connected than anybody can imagine with that manager. Cap, thanks so much.
0: It's David Kaplan, ladies and gentlemen. The Kaplar! By uh, the way, Hutton Buffalo one
2: thousand. Tell him, Cap. Tell him, Cap. Buffalo Key, get
1: with it. <laughs> Your show has just been canceled on Chicago 1000.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Cap. <laughs> Does the NFL really believe <laughs> that they've caught up to Patrick Mahomes? Is that something they actually believe? The Are answer believe? is forthcoming.